Alrighty, you guys, we've got driving and crying in the studio. Hey. Hello. Hi. Welcome How back. Are you Hello. Doing today? Got Kevin and Tim. This How are I'm we? Kevin. Oh, you are. Okay. Not that the I'm other Timmy. way around. You're Tim. How are you? Okay. I'm Amy. Hey, Amy. So we're excited. This is your second time around. That was the best interview ever. Are we done? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I oh, thought, yeah, no. But there was a closing. <laughs> okay, I want to go back. I want to go back to when you got your first record contract. What did that? What was that like? Do you remember? Do you remember? Can I mean, was it exciting? The or? first, our first record contract. No, yeah, the, first the first record deal. The like, first record deal. The big one. The big Let's one. Tell them about Island like, Records. Manuals, or? Tavern, Kimbui. You go. You've got it all together. Well, yeah, we were drinking pitchers of beer. Mm -hmm. And she's like, she said something like $100,000. <laughs> we were just like, whoa, I don't have to make pizzas anymore. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Except we have to spend it all on the record. So yeah. you only get like 1000 of it. But Well, whatever. It was, it I was, bought a Buick Somerset. Well, so that, that's like a, you, you moved up in life right there. No, it was really cool that, you know, Island Records, you know, um, U2, Bob Marley, all the, you know, the history and stuff. So I've always Kim, been Kim curious, Bowie. like, how, how does your life actually change, you know, after the... Well, I think we all still kind of worked. <laughs> We're all still working, I but... I think I was still working at the cabinet factory. Yeah, for a little bit. I was a truck driver with our good friend Stevie Tombstone. We were, because I remember they were we were, I had to take off to go to New York. Mm -hmm. You were still working there? I guess maybe I was still doing a little, some, mm, some pizza stuff. For Whisper... Before, because yeah. we didn't have a we didn't have a record out yet, but it was a big buzz, you know. It's like a, it was like you know, we, a lot of our f friends and fans were, you know, uh, it was kind of fun. But then, of course, you always have your friends that are like trying to protect you, like, don't sell out, man. You know, like, like so that's what is okay. selling out? I'm like, I'm making money well, now. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think we were like in our group of bands that kind of hung out. We were like. Like the second band to get signed, maybe the Georgia Satellites, ha their thing happened, then our happened, and then then suddenly it was us, and then it was like the Black Crows happened like six months later, and then all these other bands started getting right. major record deals: Michelle Malone, Indigo Mary Girls, My Hope, Indigo Girls. One, so or, or it was really you know to be young and to have like a major record deal, and then see all your friends. I mean, that's a good scene. That was, we yeah. had a great scene in Atlanta. Yeah. So you so you get the Just record deal. Follow for now. You have to hit the road immediately. Holly Faith. Put the album out and then you... We did. We, um, yeah, we went to New York and we made a record, which was really hard because I had just had a baby and I was at a young, I was, you know, I married a 19-year-old girl and I was 24. And we had a baby and then I went to New York for the summer and my baby was like, she's born in March and I think we were up there in June or July. That was hard. It was pretty, it was just weird. I mean, everything, you're 20, when you're 25, your whole world is going crazy, you know? So, yeah, so we went, we're in New York and it was, it was a, it was a hard record to make, you know, it was, uh, and then it came out and, uh, Island kind of, they didn't do a lot of promotion for it. We got Dashboard Coffee Cup mugs out of it. You and, still have those and mugs? I do. What was it? What was the ra the, the video show? And the video, 120 minutes. 120 minutes. Played our video. They played on our Sunday video. Night. Can't promise you the world. That's that was cool. fun to make. On MTV. On MTV. Mm, MTV. Yep. They didn't show it a lot, but they played the guitar solo a lot in their uh, uh, beach. That had to be a their beach giveaway uh, ads. People were like they're playing the guitar solo. 
But MTV was it. I Remember mean, it was like it was beach? exciting what was it to be on MTV. The show? It, yeah, Go it was one the of the those. Beach. It was like a bumper, and they just played yeah. it all the time. I don't know. It's spring break or something. I don't know. Yeah. So you know, uh, yeah, but yeah, it was pretty exciting, I guess. It's more exciting now to still have people care. But did you think then <laughs> that you would still be? Uh, playing now? I mean, did you think you'd still be touring now? Or, or you didn't think that far ahead? We didn't think that far ahead. I, but, but, but like what Kevin just said, like now we can kind of like grasp, like looking back, like, like back then we had no idea about the, the actual importance of the connection with the fans and the fans that come back. And, and every night they come and tell us their stories about how they, you know, fell in love at our show or whatever 30 years ago. Or, and they keep and coming back. And it's cool, you know, we, we, we appreciate that. Yeah. And for someone to like your songs, and I, I would think it'd be just an absolute thrill to look out and everyone's singing the lyrics to your songs. Absolutely, yeah. This yeah. after after this, yeah, because um, a lot of people are like you're saying. It's like I have a song called "Dirty Angels." It's like it's like a time machine. It takes you anywhere. You can go anywhere. Just close your eyes and wake up, and you'll be there. You know, and it's all about music. How music is so important to, to and and I try to grasp. Well, how they, uh, the hard part is sometimes people are saying, I love your first record, and then I have to, and then they're like, I'm not sure if that means Whisper Tim's Lion, or to a lot of people it means Fly Me Courageous. A lot of people it does mean Scarred But Smarter, but they call it Scared But Smarter. Some people <laughs> love, some people love the mystery drive, and I'm like, okay, well, that's cool. Honeysuckle Rose. Honeysuckle Rose, and, uh, <laughs> um, but it's, it, it's important to them at that, at that point, like to me, Batty Smith, you know, something from horses, you know, I could see myself or sitting in um, my bedroom listening to it or Bruce Springsteen, uh, Darkness on the Edge of Town, you know, the anticipation of waiting for that record to come out. And then what I, as soon as I hear, dun, 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 the poor man want to be rich, rich. And I'm right back to where I was on the playground with my friends playing basketball, you know. You it's got to be so hard sometimes because you can't play every song for everybody. I can't play every song and I try to, we try to touch, we try to play something from every record, if we can. Like one song off one every, because you got your yeah. new stuff too, so you got to add, you know, throw that in there. So there's that. Yeah, it's a great problem. We have a lot of great problems. I think that's all we can say. When you guys so have been, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, and you guys are, are in the process of writing a new album, right? You've got something else coming out. It's uh, it's recorded, and uh, we're finishing up mixing it um, this month, so. And uh, we're going to hear some of that tonight. You're right? going to hear some new stuff that's mm -hmm. coming. And then you're yeah. going to hear, we just, re, uh, New West Records just put out a record that had been lost for 20 years called uh, Too Late to Turn Back Now. Started off as a s uh, couple singles, 45s, turned into an album produced by our, our friend Cosmo Vinyl. Who Where did was it go for well, all that time? It, it just, they made a few CDs and a few cassettes. And when they were gone, I mean, the, the record never saw the light of day as anything digital. It was never on iTunes. Wow. So back in 97, 98, yeah, it was, it was you know, everybody knew about it, but everybody forgot about it. So yeah. we, so gave, it, we gave it a, a, a new cover. We had Cosmo do the artwork because he's doing all visual art oh, now. that's so. great. Yeah, the guy from New West, uh, which one? Uh, George. George Fontaine. Fontaine, yeah. George Fontaine. Fell in love with it and put it out on New West Records, which is you know fantastic. Yeah, we, 
I gave him a CD, and uh, or Todd Plaharski gave him a CD, and and he just had it in his car all the time. And Todd was just like, man, he really loves his CD. He's like, he has like thousands of CDs, but this is the one that's in his car. Yeah, you know, and he's listening to it. So we're gonna do a we should song. do a real compliment. Yeah, we should do passing through tonight. That's okay. Long, is that off that album? That's off that album. Oh, that would be yeah, great. It's, a nice it's one. beautiful, and it's the music was kind of written by Peter Buck. The, the little riff on there mm -hmm. was written by Peter Buck, and then he challenged me to write a song around it, and then and then I, I, I eventually did. Well, so you guys don't necessarily live in the same place. You're not together all the time. How do you write music? How, how do you do you get together and say we're going to spend some time together and do this, or is it individual? <coughs> someone writes a song and you kind of arrange well, it. At this some time, point. we we definitely had to make a plan to get together and we met in Nashville a number of times and um you know met at Aaron Lee Tashton's house and um and then we you know Kevin had all these ideas and then we all kind of contributed and to these little little nuances and then we worked them out live we, we practiced them at soundcheck and then when and then we actually went into the studio to record came up with like another whole half of the record kind of just like in the mood it was you know so it was, a, it was kind of on the fly, and you were able to write some new songs kind while of, it's you were kind together? Of, you just kind of save it up. You kind of, you kind of plan it, you know, you kind of save it up. You know, the little mem voice memos and things like that, and you kind of, there's a little bit of inventory involved, a little bit of trying to figure out what things are, and then notes about what this sounds like and what this could be, and then some ideas. Uh, the Free Ain't Free song was something that came to us after the record was done. We have a song called Free Ain't Free, and that was already, the record was already kind of done, and then we went to Charleston and recorded it, because Aaron was on tour, because Aaron Lee Tashin is our producer on this record, and, um, you know, we're letting him produce it, and uh, and uh, we're excited to see what happens. He's going to, I don't know when this airs, but he might have already mixed it, but he's going to be mixing it, uh, and he did a fantastic job, the best sounding work we've ever had. And, what, what, uh, is, what is different? So you work with a someone who's different, a different producer, and what did he bring that, that was different from previous albums? Um, for me, it's not what they bring, it's what they're, gonna, what they're going to, for me, it's a confidence of knowing that there's, that all the things that they listen to in their sonic landscape in their head, and how they see, perceive me, and Aaron, Aaron wants this to be a driving and crying record because he's perceived us from afar. He had, I met Aaron in New York City. My friends, Tommy and Roy, Aaron, very quickly, Aaron was in this band called Semi Precious Weapons, which was the glam rock band, which Aaron co wrote a lot of the first album from, okay? They're doing a music video in my friend Tommy and Roy's house in Brooklyn. And they, he sees they have a copy of one of my records, Mystery Road, and Aaron's like, why do you have Mr. Driving and Crying in your house? Like, oh, Kevin, he's a friend of ours. He lives down the street. And they introduced me to Aaron. We'd play one song together at a birthday party, and I say to him, hey, Aaron, I'm going to Amsterdam in a couple of weeks. If you want to come, you should come. I just, I'll be at this bar. I'm playing this bar, and I'll, I'll just pay for all your dinners and travel and hotels. I kind of forget about it, and he shows up at three weeks later in Amsterdam. That's great. <laughs> he was like 18 years <laughs> old. Now 18 what? or 19. He's, uh, so anyway, 
he's been he knows so we played hundreds of time hours together we played a lot together we played in New York City we, we made a record in New York City with, with Anton Fear and we took his Anton Fear's college class which was the University Again. of Anton it was <laughs> it was it was um, you know you know it's it's hardcore hardcore class to take so he has it in his head because he likes you guys so and he, I felt like I wanted yeah, to give we, him we a trust him opportunity you know? of trust an opportunity to say, what do you think is the best songs? What do you think is the best arrangements? And now he's going to mix it in. Like, what is your, what's your landscape like? You know, we're we're throwing, we're giving him a bunch of paints. That's what a good producer does: is you give him all the paints, and then go and then see how he paints it. You know, and we'll see what his painting looks like. I won't know until October first. He won't be it's done. Kind until of exciting then. though to look, to let someone else. Kind of I take think some we're control. good hands. We're good. Yeah. Hands. Yeah. And then, of course, we'll have you know. Could you maybe yeah. see if we can move that, or is, there'll be little tweaks and stuff that we do. But that's kind of you know what I like when I buy a record and it says produced by, you know, um, produced by well, it's produced by you know, I don't know, well Phil Spector obviously, but you know produced by um, Eric Clapton or produced by Patterson Hood or produced by. You kind of Peter's by Peter Buck, or produced by Chuck Prophet, or we have a little bit of Chuck Prophet that I'm hoping it shows up. Chuck Prophet's one of big our big fan of his. Yeah, we love. Chuck I think yeah. we're, he's we one of our here. top. We're in the cult things. So I don't know if that answered your question, but so Aaron Lee is is we're giving him the paints to paint a beautiful picture. Well, and what are some of the songs on the on the album? You gonna give give us a sneak preview? Well, there's a song called Step by Step mm -hmm. that's a little bit influenced by our friend, uh, our friends in recovery or friends who have been through 12-step programs or, you know. Um, there's a song on there that I really that I like, that song, Free Ain't Free is another song. Uh, What's that there's about? Some, there's some fun rock songs. Ian like McLaughlin is my favorite. Ian, Ian McLaughlin, that's a good one. It's just got a great groove. Yeah. That's a, What's that, it about? It's about Ian McLaughlin. Oh, it's about him. <laughs> well, it's it's a, about loving your job. Yeah. Yeah. It's about about he. Why why do you see a guy? Why do you see this guy? Carry, it starts off with uh, um, last time that I saw you, you were carrying your gear in the rain down the uh, down the alley at Yard Dog after playing all day with your friends. So Yard Dog is a special South by Southwest show they do. And the art gallery in Austin. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I said, I saw my friend Scott McCoy from Minus Five, and I said, so how'd it go? He goes, oh, Ian McLagan played with us. I said, oh, awesome. So where's Ian McLagan? And he goes, oh, he's right there. And he's like, walking down that alley, he's got a, it's raining, a, like drizzling. He's got an amp in one hand and his keyboard under his arm. I'm like, holy crap, that's Ian McLagan, you know? From the faces. From, from the, the faces. Right. The guy isn't. The guy knows everybody in the world. He's done everything he wants to do. He's just walking down he the alley. He could be a recluse in some French whatever, and just talk about how how he used to be. Who he? Don't you know who you think I used to be? But you know what he's doing? He's not. He's playing every night in Austin with somebody. He's 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 sharing his music with people. And that's kind of how we are. We we see ourselves like we could just stop playing and be like the driving to cry and remember those guys and we could create a myth and whatever but we would rather put ourselves out there 
and entertain people and help, you know, kind of share, share our experiences, especially now that the kids were 17 are now 40, you know, and kind of need it, kind of need our little, our little homespun self-help, our self-help group, <laughs> so. you know. So we, we know we know a lot of the songs here at Diddy, and uh, we're just really excited that you guys um, are going to be playing and playing some of the new stuff and and for coming back. We really appreciate it and can't wait for the show tonight. Well, thanks for having us Thanks again. for stopping by. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.